for good grades. I wish I was better at relationships. I wish I was an artist. I wish I had a better relationship with my wife. I wish for a life full of happiness. I wish I may. I wish I might. Have to wish. Hi there, it's Monday once again. Today's topic is podcast mania. It's what came to mind when I was thinking about what am I going to talk about. Sometimes I have lots of opinions and other times it's like, why a podcast? And so we'll talk about that. Before we get started, don't forget below, you'll find the link to my free energy guide. If something intrigues you about having a life coach or what it is that a life coach does, the free energy guide will give you a taste of what a clarity call with me would be. Uh, so feel free to grab that, download it and get a sense of what it is that I do. So back to the podcast. So podcast mania, uh, mania is just something that we can become obsessed with, or it's the act of the obsession or the act of, um, being kind of overrun by something. And I have decided that I want to spend the next few years being a life coach. And the process of that is getting myself out to the general public as to who I am and what that's like. And why should I be the person that you could talk to or be helped by? And so my podcast channel, I'm hoping, is going to be about opinions and um, interpretations of opinions and perspective, all of that type of thing. I've been away since last Monday and I'm driving home from Boston yesterday thinking, what am I feeling I want to talk about? And there's a sense of who do I think I am that I can have a podcast? I'm just ordinary person like everybody else. And why would anybody want to listen to me? And I am of the generation where my uh, children are encouraging me and suggesting things to me. And so they were just kind of encouraging me to just be me. And so this podcast is going to s truly just be about what I did while I was gone and what I thought about what I did. And hopefully you'll find that interesting. We went to Boston. My husband had a conference. And so my eldest child went with and he and I had a lot of fun walking the city of Boston taking tours and I learned so much. First of all, I am not a history student. I probably would have loved history had I had the opportunity, but being in the foster care system, there were other things I was interested in. Maybe I never came across a great history teacher. Maybe it isn't about my upbringing, but that's what I believe it is. And to go to a city as old as Boston, I think it was 1630 is when they kind of speak of Boston being formed and to learn about all of the history entrenched in that city and slavery. And um, it just made me continually think about how amazing other people are. I don't know what I would have done had I grown up in a city like that at that time doing the mundane things of getting up every day and living, uh, being born into prestige or slavery. And what would that be like? I felt very small. I felt very inadequate. I would love to think that my life has given me some perspective and I certainly have an awareness of 
what it's like to not have. And I have an awareness of gratitude for what I do have, but I don't know what I think I would have been like in those times. And there are so many stories of people pushing ahead and making life better. And our generations, we've heard the stories from grandparents and we're watching a world event happen with Russia and Ukraine. And that stays with me almost every day, thinking about people whose very existence is being threatened and the lack of control they must feel. And so because of all of those feelings, I think I spent most of the week just trying hard to be grateful and to be aware of the little things that we sometimes allow ourselves to be upset by. We were to go hiking and it rained and I expect the rain was because of the hurricanes and because we'd been watching the weather and it was supposed to be good. And as the hurricanes rolled in, it became more and more evident that we likely weren't hiking. So my thought was if that's the worst thing that happens to me because there's a hurricane when I saw the devastation for other people, I had no right to even be disappointed that I couldn't go hiking. There were so much other things that I could do. And that's just the presence of mind that I had all week. So I wanted to bring that forward and wonder how can each of us in our day to day learn to be grateful for what we have, even if we don't have what our neighbor has, even if we don't have what we thought we should have or what we wanted to have, how can we somehow internalize gratefulness? We compare ourselves a lot. We have social media to view and to learn so much. And yet what we're seeing is just the snippets that someone is choosing to allow us to see. So for those reasons, we can very strongly feel that we deserve more, that there should be more coming our way. And I wanted to just challenge each of us to think, what can we be grateful for? I think I would like to learn to be grateful for the ability that I have to choose. So one time I went to a conference and we were asked to write down what we felt obligated to do. So that would be an interesting thing for you to consider. Just take a couple minutes and sit and see if you can make a list. We were asked to come up with one, but you could come up with like maybe three things that you feel obligated to do. And that could simply, so the obvious one for most people was they felt obligated to go to work. And I've often shared that because then of course the next questions become, all right, so sure, if we don't work, we can't feed our families or buy the things we want. But what if we couldn't go to work? And there are so many places in the world in the last few years where rights have been taken away and people couldn't go to work. And I am sure if we ask them, they would love the opportunity to go to work again. Uh, consider someone who um, has an accident, who has an illness, whatever you want to plump into the blank of that, I'm sure there are days when they would wish they could go to work. So we can turn that around and it can be, I'm grateful I can go to work. I have the ability, I live in a country that allows that. Whatever 
that sentence could be completed. And maybe it isn't the job you want. Maybe it isn't the money you want. Maybe you don't get appreciated at the job that you have. Um, but we do have the ability to make choices. And so then I suppose that's the next piece of gratefulness is to make a choice to decide what level of happiness will I accept today. And I kind of like how that kind of came out there is what will I accept? There are things that we can just decide to let go. And I know my hike example is so small, but we found a museum to tour that we enjoyed very much. And the mountain is still there and we can go back and hike that maybe next fall or in the spring. And so we could still be happy and we had wonderful memories of what we did do. And so even in big things, is there a way we could find a level of happiness in something? And I mean, we don't always have to be happy. I'm not trying to suggest that we need to walk around with halos and benign, you know, feelings of trying to say that everything's wonderful. We can feel that some days aren't so great, but I think we could still find a level of it could be worse. I think I, I have a blog and I um, entitled it, um, What's the Worst That Can Happen? Uh, Life Without Fluff is the name. And that's kind of what I feel I want to be able to attain to a lot is, you know, life is basically food, clothing, and shelter. And if we're lucky, we have some love and acceptance in there. But as far as sustaining life, we need a roof over our head and we need some food and we need some clothing. And mankind has amped that up and there are levels of all of that. But in any situation, you know, it could be worse, I'm sure, especially for us in North America. And I would like to just offer the ability for you to consider thinking differently about what it is that sometimes gets you down and see if you can turn that around. There were, we went on two or three walking tours and the fascination to me of how people rose above their situations and helped so many other people and spent time in prison and spent time running and had to go to different countries and came back to do the job of abolishing slavery in that area. And I spent so much time thinking, what would I have done? Where would I have been? What would I have um, been doing? And I don't feel like I would be somebody whose name was written on a plaque or uh, anybody who did anything grand. And yet I want to offer that we can do that for ourselves every day. And I want to just hope that you could see that it's possible on a very, very small level. Um, I'm trying to think of a small level, like it can be something as simple as accepting that what you made for dinner today was the best that you had for today. And maybe you had bigger ideas of what you wanted to do and it didn't pan out, but you fed your family. And so you can be grateful for that. I hope this resonates on some level. I'm glad to be back and in, in my office and striving to keep pushing forward and have content for my podcast and build this coaching life that I have started and hope to meet and be a part of your life on some level, if that's something you're looking forward to doing. So thank you for listening today. 
And we'll talk to you again soon next week on a Monday. As much as I enjoy discussions, I also want to provide a service to people who would like more. If you want to do more than listen, get in touch with me with the links in the description. You can also email me through hello at beyondwishfulthinking.ca. And I'd like to give you content you enjoy, so please leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching through my YouTube channel, leave your comments below. If you want more of Beyond Wishful Thinking podcasts, make sure to subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you are listening right now.